Please be encouraged because more and more companies, Yahoo included and many others, are looking for non-traditional backgrounds for technology. Gone are the days when we would be super squarely focused on a certain degree or a certain school or a certain specific background. Quite the opposite, we're now looking for diverse backgrounds. So be confident about that, be encouraged about that and seek those companies. This is In Her Element, a podcast from BCG. I'm Corinne Lines. And I'm Andrea Gallego. In each episode, we have meaningful and vulnerable conversations with women leaders in digital, business, and technology. In this episode, we're speaking with Kalina Nikolova, VP of Business Operations and Strategy at Yahoo. Kalina's career has spanned advertising, consulting, and now operations and strategy. She's a thoughtful and empathetic leader who values creating an environment where every member of her team can bring their whole best self to work every single day. She's also an advocate of how new ways of working with hybrid and remote options have brought greater accessibility for many underrepresented groups in tech, including women. Kalina is a champion of diversity, equity, and inclusion, and a dynamic leader, and we're so grateful to have her on the show. Here's our conversation. Thank you so, so much for being here with us, Kalina. Thank you so much, Andrea. This is such a wonderful initiative, and I am very humbled to be part of it. Thank you. Why don't we start off? Can you let us know a little bit more about yourself? Let the audience know what what you've been up to and maybe some of your current career experiences. I have been in the world of advertising for 25 years. I've probably seen quite a few phases of that industry, and I have been super lucky to work in just about every facet of the advertising industry. I am from Bulgaria originally. My very first job was there in that market in an advertising agency, then moved to New York and did my MBA at New York University, moved to consulting from there and really worked on media and advertising throughout my career in consulting. So really got to work on strategy, operations, all kinds of aspects of the advertising business with both media companies and agencies. So that was humbling, amazing, really learned the industry inside out, revenue side, cost side operations side, et cetera. And then from there, moved to Viacom, which is now Paramount, and also had an opportunity to work with the advertising organization on strategy and operations again. Finally, I'm now here. The latest aspect of advertising that I'm enjoying so much is ad tech. I'm at Yahoo. We're one of the you know biggest ad tech companies, as well as you know a very, very big global digital media company. Very much enjoying it. Very steep learning curve, you know, from more traditional media to the ad tech space. But as I said, again, have been so lucky to really, really experience that industry from all different angles. It is a dynamic, quote unquote, crazy industry, as any of us who have been in touch with that industry know. And it's amazing to be part of it because it keeps changing and you have to keep learning new things. So Kalina, tell us a little bit about the moment in your in your time when you realized ads is what this is it. Like, were you watching a commercial <laughs> or, you know, what sort of made it tick for you that this was going to be your career? It's an interesting story. I don't think anybody knows coming out of college what their career is going to be. Well, I'm sure there are a handful of people who do. I was not one of them. I feel super kind of lucky and privileged. My marketing professor from college was actually also an advisor to the advertising agency 
that I ended up working for. So, so he basically said, you know, it looks like you're interested in marketing. We're looking for some people. Do you want to come talk to us, learn a little bit more about advertising? And it literally just started from there. And I was fascinated by it because it's really this super interesting to me combination of, on one hand, it's certainly a business, you know, multi, multi-billion dollar business, but it's also very human. And what I mean by that is at the end of the day, it's about creating interest, creating excitement about a product, creating loyalty. At its very core, advertising is about connecting a brand to a consumer. And to me, this aspect of like, there is psychology in this, there's like a human connection in this business made it super interesting. And in fact, when I went to the agency, there were multiple people in that in that agency on the leadership team who had psychology degrees. And they really approached the business from that perspective. Like, how do we make a better brand connection? How do we, how do we create that? And it really started from there. Like this duality of the business was super interesting to me. So that was the starting point. And then, I mean, from there, I quickly realized and learned about myself that I am you know, much more the numbers person in advertising. I worked in the media department. I was responsible for all the budgets and the media planning. And then it kind of went from there. So Kalina, you mentioned, I think that you came from Bulgaria a number of years ago. What has it been like being a first gen immigrant uh, working in the United States in these companies? How has that experience been? It's such a great question. Thank you for asking. And, I, and I, I think about it over time and my perspective on it, I feel, has been changing over time. At first, and I say this often, it's been so great to enter through school. So my way of coming as an immigrant was through MBA school. And I cannot think of a better way to start this new chapter than actually being among other people from other places. I think about half of the New York University students at the time were international students. So it was really a community of all of us getting to know this new culture and this new country and getting used to it and wondering about the why the cookies in the cafeteria are so ginormous you know, <laughs> compared to the ones we, we have at home. <laughs> Why they're the size of the sun. <laughs> so um, I'm so grateful that, you know, built some great relationships there and, and really just kind of learned to live in this new country in, in a whole new way uh, with all the supports from colleagues, from professors. And then when I started working in consulting, that line continued because also consulting is very high percentage in international people from different backgrounds. You know, this, this value of like how people bring different perspectives to everything, you know, to innovation, to client service, to any line of business we're in was very, very high in consulting. And, and again, I was lucky to start in consulting and continue that notion of Yes, we all bring something different to the table. So maybe I had the luckiest path ever, but throughout my school and then career, I felt that I was valued for the fact that I was bringing something different to the table. And I've always had people from other countries and from other diverse backgrounds kind of learning with me, you know, together and supporting each other, you know, what this new culture is. And it is very important, you know, I, I mentioned culture several times I realized very quickly that it's so important for any sort of success, for any sort of kind of being happy in the new place to truly embrace and to truly understand what it means for everybody, what it means for the people who are from here, how they work, how they think, and what it means for us who are kind of adding to the picture and, and becoming part of those teams. And really be mindful of that and really be mindful that this is an advantage at the end of the day. And it's something that makes us all better and, and we all learn from each other. I love that. Thank you so much, Kalina. 
you've mentioned consulting and now you're at this incredible company. Can you tell us a little bit more about how you made it to Yahoo and, and why you decided to take that jump? So after consulting, went to what consultants called went to industry. Um, so went went into a media company. Again, it was Viacom at the time. Now it's Paramount. Really spent a uh, wonderful eight and a half or so years there, learning uh, even deeper the advertising industry, the clients, you know, the different aspects of, of the media industry. The part of it that was at the time nascent in Viacom as a more traditional TV company was digital media. Digital media for me was the next frontier. And just learning digital media and then even more so learning the tech side of the digital business. It's such a fascinating ecosystem. There, there's so many value points in that ecosystem. There's so many super interesting contributors, uh, you know, in terms of technology, data, customer interactions. There, there's all kinds of aspects of that ecosystem that I wanted to learn more about. And when the opportunity presented itself for me to lead strategy and operations uh, for Yahoo for Business, it was just exactly that. To spend more time in ad tech, you know, challenge myself to learn I don't want to tell you how many new abbreviations I had to learn, uh, you know, as part of that industry on top of all the advertising ones I was already using. And that was amazing. And and then also the role itself was a much more multifunctional role. You know, we're talking about technology today a little bit more. Big part of the attraction for that role, um, of that role for me, was the fact that I got to work also much more closely with the engineers, with the product people, and really become a closer partner with that part of the business, the part of the business that, you know, writes and creates and thinks about products for customers. It sounds like you're in a wonderful world that sits between arts and science, which is really awesome. So maybe let's talk a little bit about why some of us are listening or why some of us are here. Your role, incredible role as a female in this industry, how have you seen it change over the past 20 or so years that you've been a female in in advertising, a female in, in digital? What have you seen? What's been your experience? Do you think we've progressed a little bit? Absolutely. And and for anybody who knows me a little bit, and I'll try to relay that in this conversation, I, I really spend a lot of my energy um, and time as much as I can on these exact issues. We absolutely have work to do, but I am very much an optimist and a glass half full person. And I like to look at the accomplishments and I like to celebrate the accomplishments. We absolutely are making enormous progress. I've said this many times, one of the things that are, that attracted me to Yahoo as a company, you know, put aside learning ad tech, et cetera, everything I said earlier. One of the things that attracted me as a company is this immense commitment to exactly that, to diversity, um, to advancing women. And the progress in, in just Yahoo specifically as a company has been absolutely astounding. You know, more than half of the executive team are women and that continues to grow. Across the industry, and again, I've said it, I've been in advertising for 25 years, it has absolutely changed and progressed. Absolutely no question. The industry in general, um, marketing and advertising has been a little bit more heavier in terms of having women in that industry. However, when you look at the more executive positions and the more technical positions, it has absolutely progressed. There has been 
so much commitment by the industry. There are so many industry initiatives, visibility in advertising, executive positions, uh, making sure there's good representation, both of women as well as, you know, people from diverse backgrounds in the industry and in the business itself. There's really, really very high commitment that I, that I see across the industry. Some of the networks that I'm part of have really grown and are showing that the executives on, on both sides, women and men, have been really, really committed to that cause. And it's uh, the statistics are improving. We absolutely have a long way to go, but the intent is there. I see it in all of my conversations, in all of my networks, in all of the industry conversations I have. I see it. I see the numbers improving. And I know that from that commitment, long-term sustainable change is going to happen. You seem to just have so much success over the past years as you've grown in your career. Have you had mentors, friends, family? Who have you you leaned on as you've grown through the stages? This is probably as good time as any to mention. I, I do have three girls. <laughs> None of this career would have been possible without immense support from my husband, from the girls themselves, from my family, and certainly from all the amazing leaders and supporters and mentors I've had throughout my career. People who have been able to support me for both professional growth as well as to be able to build a family and in New York City, mind you. <laughs> so, so all of this combined absolutely could not have been possible without the support of others. And, I, and I'm so thankful. One of my mini missions, I mean, it's not a mini mission at all, but certainly something I really would love to, to do as a leader is to pay that forward. I have benefited so much from mentorship and from support from senior people, both men and women. And I really spend a lot of my time and energy to continue doing that, you know, making sure we have mentorship opportunities for young people, for people from diverse backgrounds. I'm part of actually, you know, several such programs. We're continuing that within Yahoo as well now. The notion of mentorship is absolutely critical, you know, in terms of learning, thinking through what matters to you, being honest about what your real goals are and what, what is achievable for you and maybe what are the things you should not be pursuing, quite honestly. Just having the people around you who can tell you honestly and really care about you and tell you honestly, you know, here's what you should focus on and here are the things that you should ask yourself and be honest with yourself. It has been probably one of the most important ways for me to be where I am, you know, with help from them. Your job and your career and three girls, how did you make that work? There's many answers to that. Uh, the biggest one I gave is about getting support from others. That's by far the biggest answer. And something else about me is that, again, for anybody who knows me a little bit, I'm, I'm just a planner. I plan things and I organize things. And you figure it out. You, you live in the city. You figure out, you know, when, when you can start having support from um, nursery schools and in New York City that can start for as early as six months old. Um, I don't know if everybody knows that. So you organize a support system around you. That's what I did. And we just like, quite honestly, just organized it and figured it out. Of course, I needed some more flexibility at work in certain times. I actually have one older one and twins. And especially at that time, as you can imagine, um, 
I definitely needed a little bit of more understanding and flexibility from a work perspective and, you know, from my managers and leaders to allow me to do that and be able to, you know, go home at a certain time and, and feed them and then come back the next morning and not travel, you know, for a certain amount of months and including in consulting, you know, I really had a lot of support, you know, for a certain amount of time. This is so great to see. And parental leave for both parents. That's another thing I see a lot. That was so important. It, it is a great, great accomplishment. I can't help but to bring up, you know, we're talking about kids and travel and flexibility. And I can't help but to bring up the elephant in the room here, which is our wonderful friend COVID. There's the flexibility piece, but I'm curious to get your perspective on how that may have changed the possibilities for women in particular, right, as, as caregivers and how in your mind or is even in the teams that you've run and what you've seen, what do you think maybe have been some of the positive side effects of some of the changes that we've that we've had to have with COVID? This particular one, I'm actually going to borrow something that someone else said to me just a few weeks ago on a panel. We were on a panel together. It was about the future of work, hybrid, hybrid work models, et cetera. And the moderator asked the question, Please describe in three words, how do you feel about the future of work? And that woman said, best for mothers. And I couldn't agree more. That was her three words. I used different three words, but those are the ones I want to talk about now. And, and it's amazing. It's so much more flexibility to, to be able to manage your own time. Again, step back for a second about what, what this new hybrid model really means. It means asynchronous work so people can get their stuff done at various times and then they, you know, product comes together whenever it needs to come together or certain, you know, milestones of a project can be done together, but largely work can be done asynchronously. That means much more ownership of your own schedule. That means that you can go pick up your kids or you can take them to school in the morning and finish at 10 p.m. your time because maybe that's the best time for you. And that's exactly what people are doing. It also means way more opportunity for equity and equal opportunity because people who have to do that, mothers who have to do that and previously could not go to work because they had to pick up their kids now actually can work full time and go pick up their kids and come back and do something later at the night or some of them can do it over the weekends if that works for them. Different things work for different people. We have embraced that at Yahoo so well. I'm super proud about that. We're all adults at the end of the day, right? And I think as leaders, we need to trust in our adults <laughs> to own their work streams, right? So we have a lot of women and, and men that listen in that may not, they're interested in digital, they're interested in tech. Maybe they're not CS graduates, maybe they're not you know, IT graduates, but they want to be in the world of digital. You're obviously very senior in the digital world and maybe don't have the most typical background. What advice would you give to those people to start sort of figuring out where they could have a role? First of all, Please be encouraged because more and more companies, Yahoo included, and many others are looking for non-traditional backgrounds for technology. Gone are the days when we would be super squarely focused on a certain degree or a certain school or a certain specific background. Quite the opposite. We're now looking for diverse backgrounds. So be confident about that. Be encouraged about that and seek those companies. That I think that's kind of one super important point. Secondly, continue to be true to yourself. I know this is some, you know, 25 years later, everybody's going to say, oh, it's easy for you to say you're already kind of doing what you want to do. At the end of the day, 
That is what matters. I, I keep saying that to everybody who I mentor. Be true to yourself and say honestly what you really care about. It comes through in the interview more strongly than anything else you're going to say. Like if you truly care about something, it comes through. Tell your story. Tell about what you really care. If you're super passionate and truly passionate about technology, it will be noticed. So be confident to do that and do it. It really matters. And finally, here's the other thing I like to say. In any conversation you have, either in an interview or with mentors or networking in the industry, do more listening than talking. This is a little bit counterintuitive because everybody thinks, oh, when I'm networking, I need to sell myself. I firmly believe that you can communicate your passion very briefly and then spend your time listening and learning more about the other person. That is better time invested for you networking than selling yourself. I love that. It's like lots of listen to yourself, listen to others, listen, listen, absorb, and eventually it'll it'll come. I, I love that. So Kalina, as, as we wrap up, when was the last time you have felt in your element? I think about people's passionate work a lot. And I believe, and I know, I don't need to believe it. It's, it's very factual. When people work on something they're passionate about, they are a bazillion times more productive. They're much more inventive, much more creative, et cetera. Really the, the happiness for me is when I see the people around me, like eyes lit and ideas flowing and they're like, oh, and I thought about this and oh, and maybe we can do that. And I just tried this with another client. And when this starts happening, like this magic of the creation together of people who really care about something and, and really want to make it happen, that is where I feel like I'm in a flow, like, you know, in a flow, in the elements. Um, and so thankful when that happens. I mean, these are sometimes rare moments, but you know, you know them when, the, when you see them. <laughs> That was our conversation with Kalina Nikolova. Andrea, what were some of your key takeaways from this conversation? Kalina was awesome. One of the things that really stood out to me was, so she immigrated from Bulgaria. She said, I think that was the best way for me to come to another country was through school. And it's funny the way she mentioned it. She's like, I went from this one country to maybe another country, but because I was in school and because I was at NYU and that's a very international university, I felt like I was in this melting pot of people and it gave me community and it gave me feeling. And she said it like it really helped her confidence and helped her sort of break into being in a in another place. I really appreciated that about her past. That's what resonated with me too, is like sort of she says like cultural differences make us all better and stronger. But what was really cool was when she was like, there's this perspective from advertising of like the people who have been here, the Americans that have always been here and like, okay, we have to market to them. But then there's like also Americans that have like this alternate experience, but okay, how do we speak to them? And so it was just interesting to hear her say like, the lever let's leverage our cultural differences. We These are all audiences that we need to speak to. And so that she had that unique value prop sort of also to bring and to offer. She was amazing and diverse and absolutely belongs, clearly belongs in, in ad tech. This has been In Her Element, a podcast from BCG. Join us every episode to hear meaningful conversations with women leaders in digital, business, and technology. Thank you so much for listening.